This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. You're listening to the best of Fubar Radio. You're on Fubar. It is the Friday Social. Hugh Joseph, Michael Payne with you, kicking off your weekend, our first show back for 2016. And what what a guest. What guest to have for our very first show, uh, kicking off the year. We've got Kelly and Russell from Block Party joining huge, us right now. Huge deal. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. It's, it's going good. It's uh, yeah. It's we're halfway through a day of promo. Uh, Brilliant. But, but, it, but yeah, we're still we're still there. So. Yeah, yeah. How many interviews in uh, in are you today so far? Um, your interview number six. Lucky six. number. Not yeah. bad. Not Lucky for some. How have they been, <laughs> <laughs> have they been going so far? Yeah, it's been going good. It's, it's been going good. It's, it's, it's been fun. It's, um, we, we just got back from Australia. Nice. Um, at the start of the week, so I think we're still slightly jet lagged. I am. Um, um, yeah. I'm facing uh, a shitty weather. <laughs> it's freezing. I don't know if you can tell from my accent, but you probably can, that I am from Australia. Which part? Uh, from Melbourne. Melbourne, oh. Yeah. And how long have you been here in London? I've been uh, 18 months, about 18 months now. And do you like it? I do. I, I, lo- I love how this interview's gone back to front. <laughs> what else would you like to know about me? Ask anything you want. <laughs> also, uh, if the uh, Home uh, Office asks, he's been here for three years. Three years, <laughs> yeah, three years, please. <laughs> um, how was Australia? Did you have a good tour out there? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. It, it rained a lot, unfortunately. Oh, but, um, and there was a lot of bushfires as well. Yeah, oh, wow. pretty scary out there at the moment. It's yeah, been terrible. Yeah. But then you come back to London, and it's middle of winter, and it's a perfectly blue sky out there. And you guys are in London right now, correct? Yeah, yes, yep, yep, yep. Great. So, lads, now we, we, uh, Michael, and myself, we're both uh, big block party fans. You got a new album, new album, uh, Hymns, which is out uh, 29th of January. Mm. Pretty exciting stuff. So, um, how, how's it all been going? What's what's been happening for you guys the last little bit? Just been working on this, or? Uh, yeah, we, we've been. Um, I guess we've been making the record since the end of 2014. We mm. made it. Um, we start. We started recording properly at the start of 2015, and we've been just, I guess, preparing the live show, and you know, um, yeah, just working out how we're going to perform it, which has been quite like a, a head scratcher. But yeah, yeah we, we're we're ready now, and we're excited about Be- taking the show to people. Because you're integrating uh, two new members as well, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Louise, Louise, and Justin, bassist and drummer, right? Yeah, yeah. How, yep. How's that been? Yeah, it's been good. It, it, it's been good. They're, they're both like really talented musicians. Mm. Um, first and foremost, they're, what they can do is incredible. So it's been interesting hearing them. You know, it's been, it's been fun jamming with them, but it's also been interesting hearing how they've reinterpreted existing music. Yeah. You know, um, you know, no two musicians play anything alike. So you know, it's, it's weird hearing. It's not weird, but it's interesting hearing the songs. Like I don't know, just played with a different sort of feel, a different kind of groove. It's, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's been good. One one thing I love is the fact that there's a new, uh, a new prominent female drummer on the scene. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, no, that's, that's one of the main things I love. I, th- I think that's going to be uh, aesthetically. I think that's going to be great. You know, I can't I can't wait to see Block Party live in the in the in the near future. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think people yeah, people have been saying that um, a, a, a lot and. You know she is incredible. You know she's she's like the best drummer that you know, I've ever played with. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to, to you know I'm really excited to go and tour with her, and I'm really excited to, to you know to scratch the surface and to see what she can do because she plays like a machine. It's yeah. <laughs> mm. And you you found her online, right? 
Yeah, I was um, trawling the internet for sexy young female drummers. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Uh, hey, were, were you uh, deleting your history? No, no, I was, um, I, I was, I was showing a clip of her performing and uh, on, on YouTube, and I was just really impressed by her feel. So awesome. we, we met her whilst we were recording the album and she came down and she jammed with us and, and, it, and it was great it, it really clicked from the get-go so. that's great click was that an internet pun <laughs> <laughs> Love it. sorry i won't do that again sorry guys <laughs> hey uh 16 years now you guys have uh block parties been about guy it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like that long at all it really doesn't it's crazy years. yeah oh yeah i guess we well i guess that long we've yeah, you and I have known each other. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so that's, yeah. So you're right. Sixteen years, but that makes you feel like a like, like an old man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying. That's what I was really aiming for. That's what I, really, I want to bring you up and bring you down. Granddad. <laughs> um, and so, how's it been? Like, even like you know, saying that to you now, and you're like, wow, it has been that long. Like, what's does it does it feel weird to think that it's been sort of that long now, or? Because even that to last that long is 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 amazing. That's fantastic, an achievement in itself, you know. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's like what you just said now, Russell. It's it's made me realise that you know there was a whole there was like what five years of us being in a band before we were signed, and that mm. was um, you know that felt like a long time because right. we didn't really know what was happening. We didn't really know where it was going. But um, it's weird. Like the following years after that, I guess the following eleven, twelve years of being in a band. Still, you know, it feels like they've flown by, to be honest. But I can still remember the period of us being an unsigned band, yeah, and you know, trying to make something happen. You know, yeah, I can, I, I remember the first time I ever heard like uh, Block Party, and I remember it. You're right; it doesn't feel it doesn't feel that long ago. But then, when you think about it in terms of the year, you know, what the year was, yeah, then yeah, then then you think, shit, man, so much has has gone on since. You've obviously sort of. Um, uh, departed for a while to to to, to uh, have a solo career and then and then, and then come back and then there's a new block party and and um go, going on to the album hymns mm. and um and also you know one of the, the the singles from the album good news mm. there seems to be a pattern there did did you did you go and find God <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. were you in a hotel and saw one of those Bibles that are in the the record label said we got uh dude we got, we got one day to come up with a lot of lyrics uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Hit up Gideon. Gideon's Job, Job three seventeen. Uh. <laughs> no, it was. Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, I, I guess I think that's. It's very. I, I can see why people might think that this is. This might be a full-on kind of religious record, but it's. You know, it's. You know that that wasn't. That isn't my intention. You know, I'm mm. not a religious person. Um, I did have a. You know, I did have a religious upbringing. I yeah. grew up in a country I was going to say because you're, you're Nigerian, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, my parents are Nigerian as well, so I can un- I can fully understand the staunch Catholic upbringing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. receiving but, all the sacraments, yeah. Yeah. and then growing yeah, up and being like, oh, actually, yeah, uh, yeah, that's quite enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, but 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 but, but that said, you know, I still. You know, I still have an, a, an, an understanding, even though it's something that I don't personally subscribe to. I mm. can still see that it gives my parents and my family members like a lot of joy, and it's of something course. that yeah. you know, and it's something that I, I don't know, it's something that I'm kind of conflicted about. And I think maybe on some level, that's what this record was about. Right. Just maybe trying to work, you know, knowing that I'm not a believer in that sense, but understanding that I have some kind of spiritual dimension. You know, I mm. guess it it was an attempt to work out what. Um, you know what? Uh, you know what are the things that I hold sacred and um, that I hold dear? Right. Um, you know 
what are the things that I w- that I would want to you know I don't know what are the things that I would want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's great. It's, it is very different. The first time I read it, I was like, oh, Hymans. Oh, okay. They're doing a record called Hymans. Oh, no, hymns. Oh, shit. I'm not, I'm not very good at spelling, so yeah. You thought it was one of those, um, those really modern titles that oh, yeah. like do away with all the vowels, innit? Yeah. Good, on, good on them. Good on them. Good on them. Oh, it's like subtract. Or, uh, <laughs> hey, um, so I, I, I saw as well that this is, uh, yeah, you know, you, it's, it's a very, very live record. So every, everything is being played on yeah. this record. So is that, yeah. is that like the first time where you've specifically gone for that? And, and, and if, if so, why? Why did you choose to do it a bit differently like that? Um, I, I mean, I don't think it's the first time that we've done that, but, you know, it, it, I think it's a record that it doesn't necessarily sound like that in comparison yeah. to some of, some of our previous records. Mm. So it's kind of, you know, it's been interesting seeing how people perceive it just by listening to it. And then, you know, then people, if they come and see us live, you know, seeing how it is all being created kind of organically with, with guitars and so on. and you know, maybe reinterpreting it. Of course, of course. And um, wh- um, wh- when it comes to sort of playing live and that, are you, are you still sort of enjoying, uh, have you found a sort of a enjoyable way to, to, to be able to mix? Because, yeah, like, like we said, this is a, a massive departure from the, uh, from the sound of uh, Block Party from, of yesteryear, if you like. Um, and have you, have you found a sort of a in, enjoyable way to kind of blend the two? You, you, I, I assume you're still playing the, 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 the up-tempo classic bangers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because it's only really in speaking to people like, um, like yourselves that everyone's saying, oh, yeah, this is the massive departure um, from where you've been as a band. But I don't think we see it as a massive departure. I feel that, you know, I feel that it, it might be more kind of, you know, it might be more atmospheric. Mm. But, you know, when, when we've, we've been playing these songs, you know, we've been playing some of these songs in our live set. Yeah, I, I, I don't feel that the I don't feel that the transition from old material to new material is is too you know stark. Too, mm. it, yeah, it's too stark. I, I feel that I feel that it makes sense. You know, yeah. when we when we play Virtue or you know or um, you know different drugs or something, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it. I, I think it. I don't know. I it, to me. It feels connected to where, where we've been in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, it, like your set list is a with every album, your you know your set list is an evolving thing. You know, you you, st- you know you stop playing certain songs from the past and you start playing more song, you know, new songs. But you also keep on. But then, but then you, you know, but you still, but you're still playing old songs. So mm. it, with every record, it kind of evolves. The yeah. sound of the band evolves as you shed songs and add more songs. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I do love the track listing when yeah, I'm, I'm great, looking yeah. at the titles now, and it really, it really does look like a, a like a, the set list of like a gospel choir, do, what, a modern do, gospel do, choir. Do, yeah. do you guys actually know any hymns? Could you sing us a little hymn? Maybe it's a little hymn right now. Uh, do you know Amazing Grace? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> come, come, lads, come. We'll, we'll join in. Yeah, uh, the 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 the. the the, the, the only thing is I'm not allowed to sing because I'm not being paid we can sort that out we can sort that out we can sort Russell perhaps could do some singing unfortunately Russell's got a very bad cold oh, <laughs> oh god I tell you what you both do have shitty excuses <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, Russell and Kelly from Block Party thank you so much as we said hymns the brand new album due for release 29th of Jan uh, the singles the good news which we're just about to play and also the love within are available on iTunes and you can 
stream those right now. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a bunch of uh, tour dates as well, kicking off from the 29th of Jan, the Cardiff Great Hall. Best place to uh, go to uh, www.block.party for full de- details of the run there. Yeah. And uh, it's a cracking album, lads. Congratulations. It's great Thank to have you, you back. Massive congrats. Yeah, and it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back. Yes. Thank you, Thank you very much, guys. No worries. And just remember, this was definitely your best interview of the day. Yeah, well, if anyone been, asks. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. You're listening to the best of Fubar Radio. Okay, so uh, now it's time to welcome to the show very special guests. I've got Will and Capil from the Mystery Jets. Hi. Hello. Uh, hello. Thanks for uh, meeting up with us. So, Stretchy Max, you guys have been together for such a long time now, which is very commendable. Um, mm. But I'm going to mm. go right back to the beginning before we talk about your sort of shift in your musical mm. style and stuff. Um, mm. It is still one of the great band names of uh, modern rock pop music. Um, so how... <laughs> what, can Mystery you remember? Jets? Mystery Jets. Really? Do you not think? Well... I think it's a I really just, good name. Is it? I, I, okay. I just don't think it. In my it. opinion... Right. Yeah. <laughs> but where did the name... How did that come about? And and also, can you remember any other of the front runners for, for a band name at the time when you came to pick it? We chose the name... We came up with the name a long time ago. We were about six or seven years old. And originally, it was Misery Jets. Right. And the reason why it was called Misery Jets is that Blaine's dad, Henry, who who is a member of the band and he used yeah. to play with us during the first album, um, he was reading an article about these planes that fly over Twickenham, which is where he was living at the time, mm. and cause a lot of the inhabitants of Twickenham, of that area, misery. So the article was entitled, like, you know, the Misery Jets yeah, of, sure. of, of Hampton or Twickenham. So that kind of name stuck with him. And then Blaine... Um, we were we, we were all together on holiday somewhere and um Blaine was actually we were in France and Blaine was, was writing misery jets on, on the kick drum of his drum kit and spelt it wrong and it and it became mystery like with an I right. M I S T R Y or something. Isn't there another version of the story? Didn't didn't a, like a warplane, like a toy warplane fly through yeah. Henry's window whilst yeah. he was reading this article of misery jets? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why he thought actually maybe that misspelling is you know maybe it yeah. means something. Maybe it was a sign. There is maybe. there is a kind of airfix. It's a Messerschmitt Schmidt jet. Yeah, that's pretty huge. It's about two foot wide and three foot long. Yeah, and that that glided into Henry's yeah. bedroom in through his open window and, and he, landed he, he, on his bed. And, and he lived on the top floor. He lived message. on the top floor of this of this in flat Twickenham. as well. In Twi- uh, yeah. And there was apparently yeah inside the cockpit of there the was a of, scroll there was a message that it's in one it's it's in one of the one of the songs in the first record yeah but no one knows what the message is apart yeah. from Henry and it could be a total lie yeah yeah he I, could have just said that to try and get us in a band do you know what I mean yeah. it totally that's worked. what got ten years later in the band yeah yeah, yeah. that was yeah. Like that, the that, that story that is encapsulated yeah. and kept his interest all yeah, over yeah through. yeah exactly uh, so uh, new album uh, is out on the on Friday mm. and. How are you guys feeling? Like, it's been a little while. It's been uh, four years. Um, so, do you still get nervous on, in the run-up to releasing an album, or are you sort of quite au fait with it? Or how how are you feeling about this Friday's release? Um, I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for people to hear it, and I'm 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 interested to know what people think. I, I'm I'm interested to know what people think of the other songs on the album and how they kind of how they di- how they digest like the whole thing, you know? Because it's one thing having three and a half minutes taken off the album as a single and presented to people yeah. but but for us really it's it 
singles are important, but it, this is an album album. Yeah, yes, yeah, sure. It's yeah. constructed in such a way that it, it needs to be listened to from as start a whole to finish. Body yeah. As, yeah. as a whole. Which is something we've always tried to do, but mm. I just think with this record, we've gotten closer to yeah. to that um, that sort of continuity of 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 idea of music than than before. So I'm yeah. I'm really keen to see what people think of it as a whole. For people that have just heard the single, how yeah. does uh, that play out in terms of the rest of the album? Is is it um, a thing that kind of runs through, or is it really different, or? It's it's all it's all connected, and every every song on the record has a part to play. Um, and nothing really on the album is similar to to the single Telomere that's come out. Ev- everything on the record is kind of is 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 presenting its own little world and its own set of references and ideas. But it does all hang together. Um, I think the album thematically. Is a lot to do with perspective and scale, and it took us a long time to make, and is the kind of album that we we could have only made after after ten years of being a band. Sure, and yeah. After having made four albums already, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because we used a lot of the experiences and the memories and everything that's gone on for us during the last decade we used a lot of that as mm. as the fuel as the inspiration for for the songs on this record so it's mm. it's a very personal album i know when you was making them you obviously built a studio which mm. is incredible um when you yeah. say built a studio did yeah. any of you not, actually put in any hard graft not on it brick by brick just pointing at things and going we want that yeah i mean i remember saying to you i remember pointing at you and going paint that wall <laughs> i'll be back in a couple of hours <laughs> yeah and he, and he it was like playing it was like, on it it was, it, was like, it was like karate kids you know what i mean like I yeah. just had to go like wax on, wax off until yeah. that was actually that was actually Jack's initiation into the band. It yeah. was like he was a Daniel son. Decorate the studio yeah. like this: wax on, wax yeah, off, yeah, and you're yeah. in. And you'll be you'll be you know you'll be gig ready. You'll be a bass ninja. It sounds like, ninja. and I don't want to paint a bad picture of you guys, but it sounds like you bully him. Well, you know, bully's such a strong term. We spoil like, him, actually. We spoil him. Yeah. I mean, he he was supposed to be here, but yeah. I was like, yeah, you, know, you, you you rest, you rest. You know, yeah. you need your beauty sleep. So, I, I so you're looking after him. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's and a bit bullying him. He, he's our little baby. We love him. Um, and and so you obviously tried to stay as uh, tight knit as you could during the mm. making of the record. You said mm. like was like living together while you made the mm. album. Mm. Um, well, it wasn't something. I mean, we we kind of just had to do that. It, was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that we like know, method tried to do yeah. that. Yeah, it wasn't. but as as you were, um, I'm gonna. I just want to ask you, who would you say is the worst person to live in close quarters with? Out of, um, out of you all well who's your least favourite housemate who's my least favourite housemate um, well Blaine's got this thing called the hackney hand and if you if you are sort of fortunate maybe unfortunate enough to uh, you know share a bed with Blaine you might get woken up by the wandering hand of hackney oh I just <laughs> and, that's uh, creep it onto yeah. people yeah his hand yeah, just, like his hand just wanders yeah. you know so you might wake up with this kind of tarantula like hand just resting on your chest in the middle of the night, oh, but you might be into that sort of thing. So he'll be no, I'm absolutely thing. terrified of spiders. Oh. So it'll be a nightmare for me. What about you, Cap? I don't know. I think you know everyone's kind of annoying in their own way. <laughs> oh, it's so something. diplomatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's our that's our role. Yeah, I'm diplomatic. Um, you got to keep. It who's balanced. the best cook? Oh, Will Am is I? actually the best cook. Yeah, but that doesn't say a lot about our cooking. No, our cooking is terrible. Yeah, actually, as in general. What's your, what's actually, no, Jack's quite good. Jack's really good. He made a, he makes a he makes a good tagine, doesn't he? No, good pasta. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so tagine's rubbish, is it? 
I don't think he's done a Tijuana. <laughs> okay. I do even know where You're I the t- yeah. yeah. That's kind of it. But it's not really... No one's really interested. I'm it. quite good at um, beans on toast. Beans on toast. Very yeah, nice. Kind of vibe, yeah. Keep it uh, simple. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Very nice. Um, so, uh, Telomere. Yeah. Where is the title for that come from? What is that in reference to? Telomeres, telomeres are the are, are the kind of casing that that wrap around the edges of your DNA, oh. and they they slowly um, erode as you with time. So so as your tel- telomeres erode, it's that's that's in reference that that's because you're eroding. You know you're getting older. Um, so they're they're kind of what they're like the kind of protective shield around your DNA strands. Um, and if if they didn't erode, then people wouldn't die. They'd live forever. So their job is like to kind of protect. Oh wow, that's the chromosomes incredible. and the DNA. Well, see, as well as doing this and the mm. privilege of interviewing you guys, I've really learned something, which <laughs> is something I like to take away from every interview that I do. Mm. Um, so I know that you guys sort of the way that you've been successful so long is you're mm. always kind of changing your sound mm. uh, for people. Uh, that are thinking of going out and getting the album. How is this different to Redlands? What would you say is like the main couple of differences uh, musically? Um, I think it's maybe more re- more relatable, you know, because it it comes from um, all the songs come from a very personal personal point of view. So they come from experience, you know, direct Rad- experience. I think. Yeah, Redlands was like our our kind of American dream. We went to Austin, Texas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, soaked up all of the music over there and dreamed up this story about this character called Emerson Lone Star who who's a wandering musician who's who's based on a good friend of ours um okay. who was out there at the time and so Radlands was like a kind of a sort of fantasy really in which we put all of our own experiences and dreams and and fantasies and funneled them through this mouthpiece yeah. this this character called Emerson Lone Star but um Curve of the Earth is there, there's nothing masked about it or there's no hiding it's just it's it's about the experiences that we've had over the last 10 years and it's quite a kind of yeah a very personal record really um and and that sort of american americana um country infused sound isn't isn't, isn't anywhere there, yeah. on on radlands it, uh, sorry uh, on, on cover the, the earth yeah cool mm. and um obviously i take it you guys been rehearsing for your upcoming live shows um do each of you have a, a favourite at the moment like in uh, off the new album that you when you're hosting you're thinking mm. this will be the one that I'm going to enjoy playing the most I know obviously it will change mm. throughout gigging around and mm. stuff but at the moment what have, what favourite have you got from the new album you enjoy playing the most I'm quite it changes from literally from minute to minute you know um, alright um, bar to bar. Me in so two minutes, minutes to three yeah. what is it now <laughs> right now it's Bombay Blue Bombay five Blue. minutes ago it was Saturnine ten minutes ago it was Blood Red Balloon, but Bombay Blue is quite—it's quite a good one to play. I think it came yeah, out. I agree. It came yeah. about through kind of like us, kind of you know, in a room just jamming, and it was just—it's just the whole process of it was very organic and lyrically also it was kind of like, I think it's yeah, I think it's really cool. Cool. And I, I just wanted to ask uh, if you would like to say anything about uh, the the sad passing of David Bowie yeah. today, because yeah. uh, I mean I'm not. A musician by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'm terrible at all forms of mm. instrument movement and singing. But mm. uh, just a massive impact on my personal life and, mm. and on me mm. how I've grown up. And I just wondered if mm. you guys had any thoughts. Mm. Um, it's really, really sad. I don't, I don't really know what to say. But David Bowie is a 
massive influence on mm-hmm. the band and and also on me personally. I mean, I I'm forever going back to his music. Mm-hmm. I always go back to his music and listen to his work. I mean, constantly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's such a loss. You don't. It's hard. You never imagine that someone like that will ever die, will ever mm-hmm. pass away, but it's happened and. I think it's um you know he's no no one did what he did you know no one's no one's come close to that I think he's just incredible and yeah. it's a great loss yeah. um mm. yeah it's I think it's very it's like it's almost impossible to be that relevant throughout your life sure yeah and for him to be there you know he was always kind of on the edge I think he was always he never lost his kind of his his desire and his kind of ability to reinvent himself you mm. know, each time I think that's like I think you know he's, he's, he's a genius and the best yeah literally I, mm. I think but uh, aside and, and, from and that, also yeah. a brilliant you know a brilliant man as well you know music aside I, from what I've heard he was also you know an incredibly sort of generous loving yeah. spirited person as well so mm. Mm. Well, uh, thank, thanks mm. for sharing your thoughts on that. I mm. just thought it would be a bit weird to come and not reference that. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Like today. Obviously, you've got these. Good, you've got dates: uh, Dublin on the twelfth of February, sixteenth, uh, Brixton Electric, eighteenth, uh, Birmingham, O two, nineteenth, Manchester, and twentieth of February, Glasgow. Mm. After February, what mm. have you guys got in store? Will you be uh, gearing up for festivals this summer, or yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. Um, I think there's some some festivals in the pipeline yeah um, things that you can't talk about but will be happening yeah Yeah. definitely definitely. so you've got to stay tuned and we'll probably be in a festival near you yeah (laughs) great well uh, congratulations Um, uh, I wish you all the best with the the new album and the tour and stuff and uh, thanks for speaking to us today Uh, have a lovely day thank you very much cheers guys thanks a lot you're listening to the best of FUBAR radio I've got to be honest, I'm super excited right now, aren't I? Well, well, why is that? Why is it? Well, I'm super excited. We did talk earlier about our special guest this week. <laughs> yeah, we did. And things have just got super rowdy in the FUBAR studios. Oh! Oh, yes, because we are joined by no other than the TNA tag team sensation, Beer Money! Hey, hey! Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What's up, guys? What up, guys? You know, you know, you hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the, these guys are proper wrestlers. We're gonna have to do this properly, like proper wrestling thing. Look, play the theme tune. Play the theme tune. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right there. We go. Here yeah, we let's go. Do, let's do. Let's do. Oh. Oh. That's right. Okay. You know what it is. It's time for Rabbit, Rude, and Make it rain, make Beer it rain. Money. Make it rain, make it rain. And I tell you what, um, even though our um, our listeners might not be familiar with uh, wrestling, they are all familiar with beer money. I'm getting, <laughs> getting that every week. Uh, excellent. Welcome to the studio, guys. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks for coming down, man. Um, so, uh, first of all, just on a, on a general one, how are you enjoying the UK and England? Have you been, have you been here before? Of course, yeah. This is uh, eight years in a row for us. Every January, the Maximum Impact Tour brings us over here, so uh, we always look forward to coming over here. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I want to send out like a little warning real quick or a little bulletin. Uh, if anyone has seen my liver running around <laughs> anywhere, let me know. I lost him last night. Okay. He left me at the bar. I'm like... <laughs> 
Last scene in Shoreditch. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, uh, no, yeah, this is the place to come and lose your liver, definitely, uh, the that. UK. Coming We've been eight years in a row as well. Look at that. Absolutely. Just slamming fools. I know. Do you, do, what happens at, like when you come through like airport customs and stuff? Do you just, like, you know, when they're trying to get you to put different 100 milliliter bags and stuff, do you just, like, clothesline people? Is that what happens? Well, I try not to do it at customs because then they won't let me in. But as soon as, as, soon as I see them on the streets after customs, that's what, you know. <laughs> the thing is, as well, like, I mean, we, you, you won't know this, but I basically on this show have tried to introduce my own little theme tune, if you like, as well. Uh, it goes a little like this. Johnny. So, there you go. <laughs> um, INL's got one as well. Yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. You're, what's your name? Yeah, well, I'm INL. Tomlinson, that's yeah. great. Uh, so there you go, Mr. Loverman and just a friend over there. Uh, that's great. But Work in progress. It's, it's getting there. I'm getting there, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great thing having a theme tune. Do, do you ever get tempted to just walk around the streets just playing your own theme tune, bursting into different social situations? You do it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now in my head. I feel like I feel like Easy and Dr. Dre like in the studio. I just got done watching Straight Outta Compton, so I, I feel like rapping on this microphone. Nice. Yeah, you go ahead, man. Yeah. All right, y'all ready? Here yeah. we go. Right. Oh. Woke yeah. up quick yeah. at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in London soon. Oh. I got to get drunk before the day begins before Bobby Roode decides he don't want to be my friend. Their money have got a multi-talented guys. These guys it really are. If the wrestling don't work out, just absolutely you'll be at the Grammys next year. Awesome. Uh, no, but I would be tempted if I did have a theme tune for any social situation, just burst in using mm. it. Like you'd return home to your like significant others and just be like, instead of ringing a doorbell, just. <laughs> I'm home. Oh yeah, kicking the door in. Yeah, like you, usually that hits, then my wife is like, take the trash out, okay? <laughs> so you guys, you guys looking big, man, because I feel intimidated by you both. Like, uh, the door's shut in the room, and I'm like, okay, hold up. But, <laughs> but do people try to start on you because they know you're wrestlers? It depends on where we are, I guess. Uh, in the States, in the South, where James is from, there's a lot of, a lot of boys down there that want to act tough and rough but uh, no, boys, for, the most part, for the most part uh, you know we, we try to stay out of trouble mm. and uh, at least I try to keep James out of trouble <laughs> <laughs> I always say you can tell the people who are actually tough because they don't go out Showing people and trying to prove to people they're tough. Yeah. You know, they're already badasses. You know, Absolutely. it's those people who are trying to be tough are, you know, not really tough. And that's what the way I live my life. I never show that I'm tough. <laughs> yeah, to I know. I, I was kind of scared. Like he's a killer. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where at times I can actually look like a bit of a pussy. But uh, I, it's just how tough I am. You know. I, I know you got a blade up in that hair. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm packing a lot of things. He's packing. packing. <laughs> Maybe more than one thing. I yeah. There's a few you should, things. You yeah. should see him go through customs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's not just, you know, potential killing equipment. I've also, as I said, Mr. Loverman. So if ever I need to and there's a lady that I like around, I could pull lots of things out of my hair and just be like, well, hello. Here it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll stop that one there. Uh, um, so you are um, wrestling sensations. Um, what would you say is the best thing about being a wrestler? 
for me, I mean, getting to travel around the world, I mean, getting to come to places like that. I'm from Canada, so I'm a Canadian guy, so uh, I've had the privilege of working all over the United States and then, you know, coming here for the last eight years, like I said, and, you know, just getting a chance to travel around and, and see different parts of the of the world, really. You know, to come here last night, I got to drive by Buckingham Palace and, mm-hmm. you know, the London Eye and all that stuff. Big Ben's right out my hotel window. So, this, I mean, it's really cool. You go home and you explain to, these, to, my, to my family, you know, where I've been and what I saw, and it's kind of surreal to them. So, those are the little things that uh, that the wrestling business has been able to give to me. Mm, perfect. Mine's just drinking beer all over the world and getting to run around in my underwear and make a living at it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I, you know, I started out as a kid with a, you know, a little bottle. Now I get to drink a beer bottle and still run around in the underwear. No, but, what, what bed do you prefer, though? A cold one. <laughs> I don't care what kind of brand it is. Don't I care about the sponsorship. Just give yeah. me one. Because <laughs> I was trying to dry January this year, I've been having non-alcoholic beers as well. Would you ever go pussy. down that road? What a pussy! Yeah, <laughs> I told you. I've been saying the same thing. To me. I was like, "What's that smell?" <laughs> yeah. I smell. I smell. <laughs> it's coming from this direction. Oh, wait. We're on the radio. You can't see it. Turn, turn the fan on. It'll blow all around the room. Uh, uh, okay. So, so you guys are. In case our listeners don't know, you are four-time TNA Tag Team Champions. The longest reigning Tag oh, Team yeah, Champions. Yeah, you fighters. had it for like a year. Or a, yeah, a over a year. Like over a year. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Um, and you also, because I, I, I like a bit of wrestling as well, you were also managed, which I, I read up on, by the, ten, the sen, that wrestling sensation, Ric Flair. Ric Flair! Woo! Woo! I love Ric Flair. Um, <laughs> His theme song should be, let's Marvin Gaye get it on, or however it goes. <laughs> um, I mean, for, for everyone that kind of knows Ric Flair, he's a bit of a wrestling legend as well. So out of the people that you've kind of met in the business, is there any um, kind of characters... That have been particularly like memorable and done any memorable things that you could share on air. There's, I mean, we've had a, the privilege of working with a lot of big, you know, wrestling names. Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, uh, Ric Flair. Obviously, I think for for me, I don't know about James, but you know, having Rick as our manager uh, for quite some time, actually over here in the UK, was a lot of fun. Um, you know, just, there's a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of different wild characters, not only that you see on television, but away from the camera as well. So, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I mean it's the same way. You know, uh, we, we've drank with Rick, <laughs> no telling how many times. <laughs> and, and I'm sure, like if you go back and listen to his interviews or anybody's interviews has ever hung out with Rick, when he gets drunk and there's a bunch of good looking women around, there's the airplane spin. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he as uh, is he as wild as he is like off off camera? Yeah, he he's. I think he's more wild off camera. Oh, There's guys that that are totally different away from the camera that are yeah. that they are on camera. But Rick Flair uh, lives and dies by the Nature Boy. He is what he is on TV everywhere. Yeah. It's just constant. No, <laughs> and, you got, and you got to respect that. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? I, what I'm loving about this interview right now as well. I'm noticing a kind of trend at the moment. These questions are, are being, you know, answered sincerely by Bobby's. Like, yeah, you know, this is really going through. And then every time to James, it's like, well, I get to drink beer with this person. I've had a beer in this country. I've a, I like it. There's a nice balance between you two. Very similar to our one, actually. Uh, my, yeah, I usually focus on beer. That's why I tried my dry January. Um, um, so, how did you get into wrestling in the first place? Mm. 
like I said, I'm from Canada, so I grew up. I was a hockey player, so from the time I was like three or four years old, oh, I yeah, played that hockey. Is wrestling, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much uh, with blades on, which is yeah. But um, no, yeah, I played hockey all the way up, pretty active and athletic all the way up. Uh, into through high school and then um, you know I was always a huge wrestling fan hockey was my number one love but uh, but wrestling was uh, you know a close second so when I knew I couldn't go on in hockey anymore around 19 or 20 years old I started training for wrestling and then you know here I am today the rest is history so it's been a it's been a fun ride look at that yeah. awesome yeah. let me guess uh, you started drinking beer and going to <laughs> I started drinking beer when I was five and said hell let's wrestle <laughs> Bring a bear. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know. I've always wondered uh, because as a kid, always watching wrestling, they always say, "Ah, oh, don't, don't copy the moves and stuff like that." But then, how do you guys kind of practice your double team kind of signature moves? Is it, is it? Do you get like a dummy or something, or do you get some poor lackey and you the dummy is usually some guy in a bar? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Hey, man, come here." <laughs> but, <laughs> but, how you and I always tell Bobby, "Hey, this will work. I saw it on the video game. We, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this." <laughs> 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 Works that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> Seen works it in a YouTube way. video, and the man, <laughs> the man didn't make it. Yeah, let's try it. Um, so I, I used to be a big wrestling fan when I was younger. I used to watch like WF, and you know, it's WE now, and WCW, and now TNA's around, um, and, and, it, and it's fantastic. Um, I have also seen because in Britain we don't really have any like wrestling on that scale. We watch American wrestling. Our version of wrestling like shows up in like holiday parks and he's like some old fifty year old geezer walking around in pants that he shouldn't be wearing anymore and just struggling to do a suplex. <laughs> um, would you give what advice would you give to fifty year old Jimmy who's still being wheeled out to do wrestling up at a holiday park in Britain to make it to the big time? Uh, you know, I always say you know if. If you got to wear a bigger bra than a woman, <laughs> you shouldn't be in wrestling. <laughs> you should just—that's when you need to start giving it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> everybody's got to make a living, and uh, you know, you got to feed your family somehow. But geez, Louise, I mean, take a look in the mirror. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But uh, you know what? For any for advice, I mean, geez, I, I don't know what it's like over here. I know there's a lot of talented guys that have come to the United States. There's a lot of guys that have come through the TNA ranks that have come from Britain over here that have been super, super talented guys. So there is talent over here. It's just uh, trying to make a name for yourself. And mm. I think the best way to do it is probably in the United States, though, getting over there yeah, and, yeah. and really networking and making a name for yourself. But a lot of talent over here for sure. Yeah, and uh, not and just the women. The <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> so if, if uh, me and I now wanted to launch ourselves into the tag team championship in TNA. Do you let's like do it. They don't right have, now, a, they don't have do a women's division tag team championship. Oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, maybe him. I mean, but come on. I, 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 I don't know. Do you know what? Like, because in, in wrestling, I realize there are bigger guys and there are also like smaller guys who are much more agile. Like, I'm thinking Rey Mysterio oh, yeah, and people yeah. like that. Yeah. So, we might be smaller, but agility might win through in the end. I'm looking at you right now and I don't think you're very agile. <laughs> We just wait. We just wait for you to land. Then we're just gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> you can fly all around, and when you land, we'll take care of you. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> way to kill some dreams, there, guys. Cancel the wrestling, the wrestling classes now. Um, so when when. Um, when obviously you know when when I used to watch it like there used to be a big thing in our school about saying wrestling was fake and stuff you know and it, it's all scripted and whatnot 
Um, and uh, well, I mean that, that is true. Our, our listeners will know, obviously. But you can't fake like some of these moves that are happening. You know, like you can't fall off a, off a off a top buckle and it not hurt kind of thing. Right. So, what, how do you deal with the, like dangers day to day of you know what could ha- potentially happen? You to know, you? I always tell people it's, it's it's like construction workers really kind of you know, and football players do the same thing. You callous your body. You know, to take start taking the pain. Like over time, you just kind of get used to it. Right. You know, and, and it's weird to get used to being hit in the back of the, you know, back with a steel chair. But I mean, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if I was to come over there and give you a chop, you'd probably cry. Right. Right. Because you're not used to it. But us, we're used to taking chops and you know being punched in the face. Right. Right. So, I say. I say. Look at I that. Say. And they still manage to look pretty as well. Well, and I always tell people, you know, <laughs> people who's like, "Well, wrestling is fake, right?" And I'm like, "Have you ever done it?" They're like, "No." I'm like, "Well, how can you sit there and tell me?" Well, my grandfather told me. Long. Shut. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the word. Uh, the word fake isn't accepted very well in in our in our business. It's, right. Uh, you know, it, it is entertaining, and, yeah. and we do it to entertain the fans, but. It's not ballet. I mean, we do land on our back, and, and there is a lot of risks that go uh, that go along with it. But like James said, I mean, you, you get used to it. You, after, you know, 16, 17 years of doing this, you know, um, your body becomes accustomed to it. It's like any other sport, you know. So um, there are a lot of risks. I mean, a lot of guys get injured, seriously injured. Yeah. A lot of guys' careers end very, you know, um, very early. Mm. I, th- so. I always kind of think back to the wrestler film and, uh, yeah. and, mm, that's and right, I yeah. kind of think of that. Yeah. You know? But that's why I kind of wonder, what's it like kind of day to day being a wrestler? Is it Do you kind of train every single day? Was it? You, you got to. to. I mean, I think for the most part, if you want to be, you know, uh, at the, the top level and compete every day, I think you have to get into the gym and you have to work out and you have to not only physically prepare, but you got to mentally prepare for everything as well. There's a lot of travel. Like yesterday, I traveled, you know, eight hours on a plane and landed here last night and got up this morning and done a full day of media so it's a lot of not just only the stuff in the ring but yeah. it's the stuff outside of the ring you know you gotta be on all the time I bet people are scared I bet there was no babies like screaming on your phone <laughs> <laughs> go, go to sleep go to sleep put your sleep <laughs> putting babies in a sleep hole he's tapping he's tapping just gotta get a referee in there yeah he's out what <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you guys get one thing that I kind of heard from back in the wrestling days is you get like a lot of groupies as well do you guys get groupies that like follow you around Group, and groupie love groupies what, what are groupies is that a fish yeah. uh, <laughs> no, well not quite I mean maybe more uh, fans that really oh, want to kind of yeah, close to you uh, <laughs> we have our own private security that Takes care. No, I mean there are fans, of course. I mean it's like anything else. I mean it's like a, it's just like a, a sports team or like a, a local football team. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have fans that follow you everywhere, like a rock band. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we have uh, we have wives and, and families at home, and, and uh, we appreciate the fans. We really do. And and without the fans, there wouldn't be us. You know, so. Oh yeah, they give you the bad money, didn't they? <laughs> That's right. And we try to we try to give them uh, we try to give them a great show every night and hope they keep coming back. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. how you deal with the groupies, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't I'm, get with all of them. Absolutely. <laughs> I reckon Just that, shake their hands. I reckon, I reckon they might have a couple more than us, though. So uh, they're just, probably just, dealing just in a different couple, world. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> one one thing I will say as well, though, um, just because I, I was thinking about, it, I um, used to watch a lot of wrestling. I uh, watch a bit of UFC now as well, and there are a few. Uh, wrestlers who've gone over to doing UFC, the Brock Lesnar and, and the like. Have you guys ever thought about maybe transitioning to 
MMA? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the UFC stuff is fake. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know that. That crap is scripted. <laughs> you didn't see those last? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> and they might let you drink beers on the way yeah. out. But, but I have to say, like, the Ronda Rousey fight, like, I am kind of yeah. skeptical of that. You know, a right. lot of people have, you know, analyzed that, you know. Mm. She didn't get kicked in the head. She got kicked in the neck, in but the neck. and she got knocked out. I don't mm. know. <laughs> That's interesting. I've, I've seen a few theories on that, but okay, awesome. Do you reckon it was all just for kind of to kind of get the ratings up for a rematch? Well, there's been all kind of you know stuff. People mm. saying that she wanted to take time away, that she was you know going to go do movies and be gone for nine mm. months to a year. You know. I don't think Dana White wants wants his champion gone that long. So, mm. you know. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, well, guys, honestly, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, we we have got we've, we've been able to let our our, our listeners know what what it's like to be in a day in the life of a TNA wrestling superstar. So, thank you very much for uh, coming in. And uh, if you guys are listening to this, they can they can catch you touring all over the UK, can't they? Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys, uh, you're in Manchester this week on Friday. Friday night, Manchester, Saturday, Saturday Wembley, Wembley here in London, London and yeah. then uh, Birmingham on Sunday, wrapping it up. All the big arenas. All of, them, all of them are television tapings, too, Yeah, for Challenge oh, yeah. TV. And, oh, uh, nice. So, yeah, so it'll, they're going to be great shows. Me and, uh, me and Bobby are the kind of people, like, if we see some really creative, like, beer and money signs in the crowd, it don't matter if they're all the way up and nosebleed. Mm. Like, we're going to find our way up there to get those signs. So, <laughs> so, so bring your signs. You can get on TV easily. Oh, Fantastic. Nice. We're we're heading down as well on Saturday, aren't we? Right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm making the sign definitely, definitely. Hey, we'll put you right in there, Ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be our debut this week. Yeah, it's going to go horrendously wrong. Do you guys have like Twitter or anything like that, or that you want to put out there? For I got Twitter. To, to, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Listening, guys, for twi- your Twitter handle. Much Twitter social network. No, it's uh, <laughs> mine, mine's at uh, at James Storm Brand, both Twitter and Instagram. So no Facebook. A lot of fakes. No Facebook. Yeah, no Facebook for me, no Instagram for me, but I am uh, on Twitter at Real Bobby Rude. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Thanks so much, guys, for coming in the studio and joining us. Um, yeah, make oh, sure you. Oh, my, my, my space is. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> Still friends with Tom on there, yeah. <laughs> I always do a promo saying, hey, you need to get on your Instagram and tweet out uh, that you better get out of my Facebook before I get all up in your MySpace. What? <laughs> He's no, lyrical. This guy's I just, I just spit that. Bro. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> Spitting that fire. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, thank you so much again for joining us, guys. Uh, um, do go down to uh, Wembley on Saturday, and if you're in Manchester listening, do check these guys out. It's going to be a sensational show. Mm. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be seeing you on Saturday.